All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I hate to break the fishing news up your Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, your Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome to the episode. Wow, that was the worst intro. Holy shit. Oh man, I I wanted to say welcome to the Real Life Podcast. This is episode 227, and I said welcome to the This Is. Anyways, for those of you listening, this is actually our third attempt at starting the podcast. It's taken us about 10 minutes just to get the first minute or so of it down because we keep fucking up. I'm not- Everything we've deleted is infinitely more interesting than all the interesting <laughs> things we're about to say. Yeah. But we're all brushing up against real life. Do you want to talk about that? With my friend? Yes. In real life? On the show called Real Life? No. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I uh... legit I'd laugh more in the outtakes than I have in the whole show. <laughs> uh, There's times, Chalmers, of late, where, like, like Bagmouth's got some stuff he wants to talk about, about analytics and shit. Yeah. Like, I have never listened to a podcast. Never. If I hear myself on Instagram with one of the oh. clips your Amtrak's so good about putting up pops up, I scroll quickly past, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, did you know that 30 million minutes of the show have been streamed in the last 12 months between the two podcasts? And I'm thinking back to myself, I'm like, have I said anything that I immediately regret? <laughs> and I'm like, nope, no, I haven't. But I won't allow myself, if shit is sideways, I gotta say, stop and clean it up. Ignorance is bliss. Man, did, like, you can get canceled 20 fucking years from now for something you say in the next two minutes. Interesting. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No pressure. Right? I, I never, I do my best to never say anything offensive, but like from the perspective of like, fucking up i've just learned over my rather short career 
that it is infinitely funnier to just own the fact that you fuck up than it is to like get defensive and be like, well, I never said that. Well, that's not what it, you heard it wrong. Like it no, is way better than time, just to dig into like when you screw something up, like I did with the intro. There are topics though, in yeah. my mind, like being disrespectful to somebody. I would never want people to listen to the show and be like, oh man, why are you so disrespectful to that person they were talking to or something? That's something I don't want to do, right? I don't want to talk about certain subjects, right? And like we jokingly, we 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 started a show and then we veered very quickly into a subject we don't want to talk about <laughs> on the air. And we're like, fuck, we have to scrap this. When I, because like I don't know, man, I don't know. It's a, we live in a weird world now where you're going to be constantly judged by everything you've ever said online forever. And you're not allowed to be dumb as a kid and grow up or be dumb as a man like we are and then change your point of view. You got to be super careful. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Oodle Noodle as we get to the ad read. Uh, 14 locations in Edmonton, soon to be number 15, starting out in Fort Saskatchewan. I know that's correct because on recording number two of this week's episode, I double-checked that fact. So I know there's a new one coming to Fort Saskatchewan. As always, I should let you know, 10% of all in-store proceeds at Oodle Noodle go towards a local charity. It's good for your stomach. It's good for those around you. Support Oodle Noodle, and they support the community. Uh, this one, are we still rocking with the Princess Charity? Uh, so they they are up until the end of October, so we had a nice. really good That's run great. with them. And because of all the content discussion around them, uh, a local home builder, uh, Chalmers Earmuffs, uh, Timberhouse Developments came in and uh, provided fifteen hundred dollars towards our donation to them. So wow, that was Isn't that great, nice, yeah, that was super cool. So really uh, cool. yeah, so that was great. So that's just the power of kind of storytelling and getting helping people get their uh, name out there and seeing what kind of good we can create. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And so this week we shot the video last week. Uh, our boy Josh Park is editing as we speak. There was a strict mandate of a no swearing policy in the video, and no. I said, I said, I said, damn it, a couple times. We're going to try to see if we can skirt that past the uh, the censors. That's not a swear. Well, it's up for debate. Yeah, that's one of those up for debate ones. I think the context of it as well is uh, would would make it more interesting. Uh, speaking of having a good month of October, before we get into some of the other topics we want to touch on today, uh, the real life podcast, our month of October. And this is just me looking at the numbers as I do at the end of every month. This was, without a doubt, one of our best months ever. Granted, we're recording two episodes a month now, but like even considering that, we were we're, we're just we're crushing it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks to everyone. What does that mean? Talk to me in real numbers. Um, I'm pulling up the rest because, like, for this year, we had so since or in the last four months, this past month crushed everything else by like almost a third more. So like 30% more. Um, and, and just going back through the rest of the year, like we rarely have, there's one milestone that I like for our podcast and I, and we hit it, I'd say about 30% of the time this past month, we hit it pretty much every episode, which is great. Um, so What's that milestone? I'll bring, I'll bring it down to you. Anyway. We have 13 listeners. You add right. 30% to that. We are now 17 <laughs> listeners of uh-huh. the real life podcast. Yeah. And this is why I couldn't talk about my dark sexual fetishes in an earlier start of the podcast. Exactly. That that would be why Inverno76 says, this is a five-star podcast, almost six-star worthy. It's a few buddies sitting around talking about nothing. An Euler-centric version of Seinfeld. I'd love it if there wasn't two months 
I'd love it more if I wasn't two months behind on Big Brother, which I assume we'll discuss today. Yeah, we oh, are yeah. going to talk Big Brother Day. Um, but yeah, I haven't all because like there's two different streams where we get our numbers. There's one where it's like hard downloads from the episode combined with Spotify, and another one where it's Apple. Without even adding in Apple, we've already crushed every and like crushed every other month so far this year. So great job, guys! Shout out to everyone who would be a new listener then, because I'm assuming there's a few of them. If we're getting this many downloads, so if you're Four, a new, exactly. yeah, James, Matt, shout out to you, uh, your check. Uh, I didn't learn a goddamn thing about what I asked, so that's fantastic. I don't want to use like the hard numbers to put on the podcast. Into a slot machine. Yeah, those pushing, are hard numbers. Pushing. I broke it down. So if you're one of the imaginations run wild. Yeah, if you're one of the four new listeners of the podcast, leave us a review, and I think you're a good sort of like focus group to be like, what do you like about the podcast now that you're four episodes in? What do you dislike about the podcast now that you're four episodes in? You know, stuff like that. I like this, Chalmers. I feel like we're TLC, and these guys are our record label, and we're like, hey, is anybody listening to those scrubs? And they're like, well, you guys are doing all right, I guess. Maybe we maybe we're killing it, Charles. We have no idea. You're keeping it all to himself. I do share the numbers with you guys every month. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we got that out of the way. Uh, was that our only? Well, thank new- you, everybody. Though, like, honestly, yeah. thank you for listening. It's not easy. I wouldn't listen to this and say this is a hot mess. There's too many people talking. Why is that one guy swear so much? We got one of those reviews on Oilers Nation Radio where someone's like, don't swear so much, it ruins your credibility. And so maybe that's something <laughs> to mind. But uh, Beg Milk, do we have any other new reviews? Yes. Yes, we do. Are, are we going right. to share them now? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wow, you're, man, you're, you're very your rem chuck with uh, safeguarding those. <laughs> Dude Man 94 says, five-star review. This is my first time commenting. You guys talking about laying with a baby on your chest. It brought tears to my eyes. I have two boys myself, and you'll remember those times forever. Congratulations, Wanya. Whoa. Uh, Josh, Triple O Four says this is a five-star review. Can we get three or four episodes per week? Great stuff. (laughs) Hell no. Well, Thomas can barely make three or four fucking (laughs) podcasts a presidential term. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm back, though. I got... My work has slowed down a bunch because we turned over a few things, and we are looking good for more Chalmers this winter. Very good. good. Um, for the if you, if you want four episodes a week, I will say we do two real lifes. There is Oilers Nation Radio, which is good content as well, and we're talking about maybe doing like a live show every week that might be like a combo of the two podcasts, and we'd stream it on like Twitch or something like that. So if you're looking for more content, there could be more podcast content coming shortly. I've been thinking too. Sorry, Bag Milk. Go ahead. Huntress0509 says, listening to this podcast is always the best time. I never miss an episode. Keep it up, gents. That is a five-star review. Wow. Thank you. Were there any non-five-star reviews? Like, is there some, I feel like our egos might get too big here. We might need to just crank it right down. I am going back into, I am now into 2019. And these are all five stars, gentlemen. We are very talented at what we do. Well, if you have How many people have reviewed us? In total, we have 131 reviews, average of 4.85. See, wow. and that's Ooh. why I'm surprised we're 97th. Like, find me 96 of the other podcasts who consistently get that good of reviews, you know? Uh, you know who else is 97th? <laughs> Connor McDavid. Connor. Motherfucking Connor McDavid, that's who. Well, yeah. if you were looking for the last one-star review... Uh, came from Ahad, that was in December, and he said, I'm only giving you one star because Tyler didn't get engaged in L.A. 
That's fair. That is fair. No, I'll take I the heat for that. that one star review. Um, that was probably me. Can I also just say that getting the compliment of it's like an Oilers-centric Seinfeld, that's the best compliment I think I've ever received for anything I've ever done. Well, then you'll love this one from Gret- Gretzmas, which was a one-star review. Not much Oilers talk. They all get distracted very easily, <laughs> and side conversations start immediately. I'd rather listen to David Staples. Oh, oh, oh shit. You How dare you, sir? Nobody that. listens to David Staples. That is a lie. I have watched that podcast on video. It is painful. Ugh. I am offended. Well, you, uh, yeah, I mean, you asked. That was the, the last but, two one-star reviews. And this podcast, unlike David Staples, supports Photo Radar. Oh, does he not support Photo no, Radar? I'm That's just a joke. Yeah, David Staples is I very anti. I support Photo Radar by paying all my tickets and paying Fuck. somebody's fucking yearly. Um, <laughs> Paycheck, that's for sure. I got one on my birthday and I forgot to pay it. I need to get around to that ASAP here because I mean I don't want to get like a late fee or something. The last one I got was on Fox Drive, and I still don't think that the speed limit on Fox Drive is high enough. I protest out of for no reason other than I'd like to speed on Fox Drive. Allegedly. Yeah, they could beef it up. Seventy, it's seventy. Though. I was on Fox Drive today. Yeah, Hold I mean we can bump that up to eighty. Yeah, uh, a guy I know from uh, from school went as a photo radar truck for Halloween. It was a great costume. He was wearing like Ooh. he dressed up in like the whatever fluorescent yellow. He had the flag sticking out of his back. He had a camera. It was great. I think his girlfriend that's- went as a cash cow. So it was like the whole costume was funny. Oh, that's gay. Oh, that's well yeah. thought out. Yeah. Um, speaking of Halloween, that was this past nice weekend. Transition. If you didn't notice, a great transition. Um, going from Staples to. Whatever I just said. What's it called? Photo Are you radar. Mazel top. Um, all right. Halloween weekend. Uh, it was a quiet one. <laughs> I didn't do much. But me and Jay dressed up as the same thing. Jay, I saw you were a lumberjack, right? Yes. Yeah, I was also a lumberjack. And you were? A lumberjack. Oh, yeah. God. I'm um, so embarrassed. But I went. So you were, were you just a normal lumberjack? Well... I heard you that you went How many flavors as, of lumberjack are there? Well, I went. Yeah, you went as your Remchuck for Halloween, knowing he was a lumberjack. I, hey, well, if you can tell, I'm not smiling at the floor. I got a scowl. Your Remchuck yeah. has scowl. Yeah. As yeah. you say, if you went as a regular lumberjack, I made a point to go as a sexy lumberjack. So, oh fuck! Yeah, that, that sexy lumberjack. What did you do? Jeans where I was wearing your Remchuck? <laughs> what did you hang your rope? How did you play the Dude. sexy angle? <laughs> Sleeveless? <laughs> what were you doing? Yeah, assless. Yeah. Do you cut those jeans off above the pocket? Yeah, are you Daisy Duke? No, the joke is just that me dressed as a lumberjack is inherently a sexy lumberjack. Get it? Oh, so, so yeah, we didn't get that. That didn't get. Ah, no. all right. You well, could have done better. Well, um, anyways, uh, Chalmers, this I, I wanted to bring this up with you because you, you have told young... us you were going as a lying lumberjack. Oh mm-hmm. snap! Are you guys all drunk? <laughs> <laughs> What is going on right now? Well, I'm processing the fact that I dressed up the same as your M truck. Either I should be, either I should be pumped. Talk over each other. You know what I'm into, Chalmers. Wink. What do you want to know about Halloween, your M truck? Stop laughing. It's like the first thing you fucking said the entire podcast. You just go, "Are you guys drunk?" The only thing we don't need is five people talking at once. Okay. There are um, a lot of people here. You, you have, young, get back you have young kids. Got to get back in studio. 
Yeah, I actually got a Snapchat memory. It was like around a year ago today. We like sort of started transitioning into our new studio. Um, anyways, well, Summers, soon we're transitioning into our new new studio. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on with that. Well, we're going to be down the block. Oh. We're going to be in like a Lux studio, bro. This sounds interesting. Yeah, on the second floor, reachable by elevator. Oof. That's yeah. like working at CBS. What's ETA for that? Oh, I don't know. What president do you want me to pick? Uh, I don't know. Plus one, plus two, five years? No, probably January, February. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Anyways, when was the original, like, the original completion date supposed to be? July. Of 2020? Yeah, but thankfully we've been able, like, we wanted to go late. We want to be able to push through. Like, there ain't nobody right now that's missing out by not operating hospitality businesses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're happy to uh, d- delay. Anyways, Charmers, you have, uh, I was talking about Halloween. You have two young kids. What was sort of the Halloween experience like for you? Like, did you go out trick-or-treating with your young kids? We did, and um, obviously it wasn't going to be the same. I spent the morning making a making a shoot so we could hand out candy. Um, <laughs> the things that I was going into Halloween wondering were, A, how many kids we were going to get. It's hard enough to budget how much candy you're going to buy. Um, but in a year like this, uh, with a person that's addicted to eating like myself, I didn't need extra candy left over. So I really wanted to be, you know, have a good indication of how much I should buy. Uh, So I was worried about how many kids we were going to have. And in our neighborhood, basically, how many people were going to actually hand out candy. Um, What I noticed was, and we did go out. We actually, we we have um, neighbors that are very close to us. And their kids just all happen to be in the same class. So we're somewhat in a cohort to begin with. So we're lucky that way. We were lucky to be able to go out in a big group and do some trick-or-treating. What I noticed was, I would say that about 30% of the houses in our neighborhood were giving out candy and had decorations up. And um, the 30% that did, I think because they knew it was going to be different, they went above and beyond. I noticed a lot more decorations on the houses that were decorated. And then the candy they were giving out, and I think it might have been a byproduct of they bought way too much thinking it was going to be a normal year as well. And so they were giving out more. They were giving out more where to like my kids went to probably, I'd say, you know, a third of the houses they normally do and had the same amount of candy as they normally do. People were just, you know, handing it out. The kids all wore masks. You know, the people, most people had either were either leaving bowls out, um, sitting on at a table on their driveway, having a fire with a with a bowl, you know, uh, on a table at the front of the driveway. So you could help yourself. and. Um, and it went pretty well. I mean, the kids had a good experience, um, but there was a lot less people out. It was it was weird, but there was more interaction outside, if that makes sense. I've spent Halloween in the United States like three or four years in a row. And because it's a nicer climate around this time, they do a lot more outside. Everybody's outside where you'll walk into a cul-de-sac and instead of everybody being in their house, they'll be all in the middle of the cul-de-sac. They'll have like a U of tables and you'll just walk up and, and they're all drinking and having a good time outside. I noticed a lot more of that. And it was for the most part, that's what I loved about Halloween, but it was just like, it, there wasn't as much of it here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Any interesting other like candy disposal methods or like no, handing the, out? 
the trough system was very, um, you know, I, I can go around my neighborhood right now and tell you who in my neighborhood has, uh, is, is a little bit handy and who has really no idea how to make anything on basically how their trough was designed. Because a lot, <laughs> well. a lot of, a lot, way too many people didn't get an upgrade on their trough and therefore had to fire the candy down with the hope it was actually going to make it all the way. Yeah, and, think about your rise over runner. That thing's going yeah, to be an hour. It's the engineering portion of it. I mean, if you don't know that, how the hell are these kids going to get the candy? My favorite one was the person who used a piece of ease trough for bags of chips and basically just like <laughs> couldn't, up. couldn't use it. Like, I'm not too sure what they were thinking. But then there was a couple that were just like really clever, like had a couple bends in them and were really high stairwells. So they were really long and the kids got a huge kick out of it. Um, but yeah, so... It was pretty interesting to see some of the ways. And then there was, you know, the person that was handing them out with like a one foot pair of tongs. And you're just kind of like, might as well use your hand at this point. I mean, all that candy, <laughs> you put it in the bowl, you've had it in your possession. Not too sure what the tongs are for. They're not six foot tongs, but, you know, we, we kind of, I, we, we kind of struggled with me and my wife just thinking like, when we do get all the candy home, are we just allowed to dump it out and do like little kids normally do and just organize it or you know i make my own hand sanitizer with like 99 percent isopropyl alcohol so i just spray it all down and leave it hold on hold on yeah. hold on hold on what i want to hear more about the homemade hand sanitizer so when so when we do a lot of stonework and brickwork we use isopropyl alcohol like absolutely 99.9 percent isopropyl alcohol the real deal holy field shit and when we use it we get, we have lots left over. We don't. And so we buy like us gallons of it. And so I, when there was kind of a hand sanitizer shortage, I uh, bought some aloe, like really all hand sanitizer is, is either ethanol or isopropyl alcohol at at least 60 to 70%. And then aloe vera. So it doesn't dry out your skin because that stuff, you know, when, when it dries, it dries hard, takes the moisture out of your skin. And then, you know, some sort of tea tree oil or some sort of other oil to, give it a better smell than what the other two combine it. So I bought aloe vera wasn't exactly a hot commodity at the time. So I bought a big like us gallon of it, considering I'd only use 30% of that for every batch. Man, you're a good dad. You're out here making your own hand, Sammy. So I bought one gallon and three showed up and I didn't pay for three. I'm not going to send it back to Missouri. So now I have (laughs) hand sanitizer for days. So I make it and I, and I use it and make, I bought these little spray bottles from, you know, on Amazon and the stuff is the best. So what it, the best part about it is, is it, I can spray it on anything and it dries very fast and it doesn't leave a film. And so, so we sprayed our candy down. I'm not going to lie. We, we kind of just laid it out, sprayed it all. When the stuff dries, it kills the bacteria because it, it dries out the, uh, the cells and, and that's kind of, then we let the kids have a little bit after a couple hours. Wow. Is that what uh, hand sanitizer does? It dries out the cells of uh, the, that is the That is what it is designed to do. When you put hand sanitizer on your hands, it doesn't It doesn't just kill them. It kills them um, later on in the process of the drying. It dries out the cell and almost turns it to, like, dust, if you don't, if that makes sense. Gotcha. It's, almost, it's almost like black mold. If you have black mold and you spray something on it, um, it's not like it's killing it on contact. It's killing it in the drying of it out. The, the cells become so dry that they 
they they can't keep their shape anymore and their life, so they die. Well, that was a nice little science. Uh, that was great cor- science <laughs> corner, I guess. It's so, informative the real life podcast. Yeah. So the other thing we did this year was I was pretty embarrassed. I've, I've been I've always wanted to be the house with full size chocolate bars. Obviously, you want to be that. It's a high right? measure of wealth. There's nowhere to yeah. go but down when you reach that. But but what but wasn't it the perfect year to do it when you knew you'd be getting like a half of the kids you normally do? Yeah. So you know you're not buying like usually we're giving out we're buying like these little packs of like gummies or something or and you're giving out like three or four. It's basically the equivalent of a full size chocolate bar. But you know want to be the want to be one of the neighbors one of one of the houses in the neighborhood. It's a slippery slope, though, Chalmers, because if you do it this year, then you're setting expectations. You can for never next year. stop. Yeah. Word yeah. gets around. So expect you might buy 30 chocolate bars this year, but you better have 300 ready next year. You better be ready to Chalmers. Like, that's going to be a commitment. That's come, tough. You get momentum. Yeah. You, you can't go tough. back to a fistful of candy corn from there, buddy. Kids yeah. get on their what? TikToks, and next thing you know, you got 500 kids it, out front. It goes so, viral, it, man. It goes so viral. So we, we bought. Um, we bought six boxes of 18 chocolate bars, which makes it 108 chocolate bars. And we have two full boxes left over. You oh, know how boy. hard that's going to be for me not to eat them? Like, Very. Yeah. What, it, what is your rationing? Already. What is your thought process in terms of rationing those leftover bars? My thought process is, well, I tried to give them away to my neighbors after we had trick-or-treated. I tried to give their kid. I tried to sneak them in their kid's bag. Um, but, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about it because also my kids got a lot of good candy and like I'm trying to turn the corner now that I have a little bit extra time on my hands to get back to um, a physically fit shape that's not embarrassing at best. Save it for the dark winter ahead. Can you freeze chocolate bars and they stay good and then you still oh, have yeah. you, you got cha- to freeze them. Get in Australia, they, they, they keep their chocolate bars like in a freezer. So it don't, doesn't melt. No, but they also enjoy it. If yeah, you yeah, ever yeah. have like, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's part of their, uh, part of the, the chocolate bar. Sounds like I have a question. Like what, nightmare. what type of chocolate bar? We bought, we bought, uh, of the six, we bought two boxes of each. So there was one box that had like Twix, uh, Coffee Crisp, uh, M&M's. Yeah, you got to throw those in like the freezer, pal. The Wonder Bars, the Mr. Big. Oh, I love Wonder Bar. Frozen Chim- Wonder Bar, you're living life. Frozen Wonder Bar, you're living a great life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, frozen Reese peanut butter cups. Oh yeah. Yeah, we didn't have those. So what? Snickers, Mars. We had those. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's just gonna crush my teeth though and break them. Yep. Yep. Well, there's any dentists out there listening? Chalmers is coming to see you. Well, yep. Apparently, there must be. Ramjack's keeping all the statistics to himself. Jay, I'd like to commandeer the conversation for a second and bitch like everybody else in pandemic about shit. I wish we were doing. You know what I wish we were doing? Uh. Going to Iceland? Yeah, going to Airwave. That would be amazing. What's, what's that? Our favorite thing ever, going to Iceland for a hipster music festival. Mm-hmm. Now, did we go again since the election year? No, that was the last time. That's so crazy, man. Every time we go to Iceland, we end our trip with like a montage moment where we go, Iceland forever, and jump in the air and say we'll come back. And we were there for the Trump election. And everybody that was an American was losing their marbles. And we were like, oh, well, see you next year. And then we haven't been back since. My favorite thing about Airways and when you guys get back is the piece of fashion that JR picked up while he was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, year, one year it was uh, big wool socks over your pants mm-hmm. up to about mid-calf. 
Um, Good luck. The next year it was it was blankets that are also scarfs around your neck. Yeah, uh, very Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wonder what, what it? it was going to be this year. Hey, I well, feel like they, that was a Swedish one though. No, it was all it was all Iceland. If you um, stand in a crowd, sorry, Jay, to interrupt. I'll, I'll quick, if you stand in a crowd of these people, Chalmers, and you realize how far ahead of us they are in fashion in every which way, you're happy to grab your piece and bring it home. Yeah, they're but it, they also are way further ahead in in knowing how to live in the north. Yeah. That we don't quite subscribe to yet, but we're getting better. And I'm, I'm, I say, I bet you this winter is going to be transformational for us as we adopt the outdoors more and more. But like, uh, yeah, you gotta, okay. you, you gotta layer up, and you gotta look good doing it. So, okay, at the risk, the at, at, at the risk of me yelling at you because I don't agree about this, like we did with parking, uh, explain to me how they're ahead in fashion because they tuck their pants into. Their oh car. man. You, you go there, you know, the enemy is. And how, oh, and how that's over. Uh, cool. the, the, enemy, the enemy to fr- freezing your body is 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 letting a draft in. So you have to run a tight seal. <laughs> so you have to you have to tuck your pants into your socks. So that way air can't get in there. And your ankles don't get a chill. Just like how you either have to wear uh, a onesie or have a, a long enough shirt to tuck in your pants so it doesn't come out so you can get a cold air draft to your back. That's all damaging stuff. I've never once heard somebody say, man, you know what? My ankles are freezing right now. Oh, man. I've seen so many fashion-forward things there, Chalmers. Like, I don't pay attention to that type of shit. I'm like, there are people here living in the year 3,000. Tiny little matrix glasses and shit three years ago. That's the first time I ever saw anyone wear short pants was there. I couldn't believe it. Like Dwayne Wayne? Dwayne Those Wayne. kind of glasses? Who's like Dwayne Wayne? No, Wayne? no, like... Remember difference? Was it? No. Oh, the, world, the ones that flipped, flipped up? up? No. No, <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, the, what's the lady's name in the it Matrix? It to me like they're 40 years behind. Who smooched Neo? Trinity. Trinity, yep. Trinity-type glasses. Trinity's so hot. Anyways, I wish we were there. There's there's nothing even there. I don't even think they're doing a virtual one, Jay. Yeah, they did. They did Are like, they? Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, Isn't it coming I, up? Uh, I can't remember if it's, if it's already happened or if it's coming up. So there's but a there's, playlist. Uh, November November 4th, it kicks off. So okay. They're still doing something? Yeah, just give me a minute. I'm, um, yeah. It reminds me of what, Eurovision, while I look it up. what, yeah, what yeah. Eurovision would be like. Have you ever no, it's not like that at all. I'll tell you, I've had some amazing, amazing, authentic, crazy experiences at that festival. Uh, Integrating with... Isn't every experience authentic in that you experienced it? Yeah, but like... Yeah, okay, sure, I guess. But like at the same time, no, because... Sorry, maybe authentic is the wrong word. Something just kind of like organically happened, like one time specifically, where... Uh, in Iceland, they've got this one band. They're like an electro dance group called FM Belfast. Oh, yeah. And these guys, this group brings the heat in the terms of like, look them up. It doesn't even matter if you've heard their music before. You'll be, you'll be at the show and within three or four songs, you're jumping up, up and down, sweating buckets and going crazy. Yeah. Or at this concert and we got in early. So we got really close front stage. And I kept bumping into these, these guys, this big group, uh, and their, their locals kept bumping into me. And uh, 
I was like, what the hell? I'm like, guys, I'm like, this is my favorite band. Let me have this. They're like, this is our favorite band. Why don't you join us? I was like, okay. So then I started like their dance. I joined their dance circle. And next thing you know, we ended the show. We're all shirtless. (laughs) Sweating on each other. It was unbelievable. How can you miss out on these homoerotic times? It was a polite mosh pit, it sounds like. Way ahead of the time. Yes, we all had scarves, shirtless. Pants tucked into our They danced in a circle. We had a box of beer. We danced around our box of beer. It was great. I saw a group of... uh, What they're doing this year is they're doing... Everything is streaming online. And they're doing a two-day festival. And you can buy passes just like normal. The interesting thing that I can tell here as I'm, I'm reading the website is that they have different kickoffs because everything is online this year. They've got different kickoff times depending where you are in the oh, world. Interesting. So for the West Coast, the closest we can get is West Coast of the U.S. That's 50 bones, $50 U.S. for the two-day pass. And what do and I get? I get to watch shows? You get to watch the two oh my God. full days of shows. What day Friday, are and the, Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Coming up this week. Yep. Of monsters or men are playing. Oh, uh, the yeah. streams will be rebroadcast to be optimized to your nearest time zone. So for us, it would be Pacific time would I'm be the nearest. It. I'm doing it. Hmm. It's weird, man. Do you ever have a thing bag milk or like, you, like I've been to Iceland, very fortunate. And I think about it all the time. It's really weird. Like I'll find myself like doing something in my I'll zone out and I'll be like, man, there's that one restaurant that I really like that has that soup like you ever find yourself replaying stuff like that yeah all the time like i mean i ordered uh i ordered some thai food a little while ago and i got a pad thai and it was good and it was, it was great to shop local and everything but it instantly sent me back to like this little hole in the wall behind cow San road that had the best pad thai i've ever had in my life and it was probably like 30 cents for it so 100 percent, i completely get it it's just sometimes something will trigger a memory that I lived through from wherever, and I'm like, "Oh man, that was a great time to be alive, or eat, or whatever." One time when I was a little kid, I remember asking my grandpa, "Like, what do you do when you can't go to sleep at night?" And he was like, "Oh, I try and replay my favorite places that I visited and try and remember all the details I can." That's cool. I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." So I, for some reason, I always go back there in my head and think about going to the festival before I go to sleep. Fast and, like, I'm, I'm looking through this. Like, all the bands are Icelandic, right? Like, there's not, like... Mm. That's why it's well, so cool. Of, like, like you haven't COVID. heard of any of it. It's, like, a whole different universe. Well, because of COVID, this year's bill will be all Icelandic. But, yeah, they bring in... It's probably 70% Icelandic groups and the 30% yeah. exports or imports, I should say. Yeah. What kind of crowds are we talking, like, normal year pre-pandemic? Two, I three, four. Get, no, I think they get... I think the festival gets, like, seven to 8,000 people that oh, come yeah. for it or attend it. But, like... What's happening is there's like 10 to 15 venues going at any given time. So, you know, the biggest venue will probably hold maybe 1,500 to 2,000, depending if they, yeah, because they'll have the, yeah, the biggest one will probably hold 2,000 when they have it like the big arena, when they wrap, do like the big wrap up concert. My favorite venue is the art museum and that's where all the hip hop shows are. And there is a lot of Icelandic hip hop and it is very good. Very good. Yeah. Gramchuk, when you where's your favorite place you've ever been? Favorite place I've ever been. Um like, like I've never left North America, right? So I, I don't have like a lot of interesting travel stories or anything like that. But where's your favorite place though? Oh, 
putting me on the spot a little bit with this one. Like, I, I don't know it if it can be I, your lake. It can be your auntie's cabin. It can be. It doesn't need to be far away to be your favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can just like quickly answer that off. When the you top were a of my kid, head. did you have a place all the your MCUCs would go and yell at each other in the country somewhere? Would you go nope. on a regular trip? No. Nope. Um, like when I was growing up, the one place we'd always go is like to Panorama, like that little resort by Inverner. Oh yeah. Um, we Love went there Panorama. probably like six, seven times when I was a kid. So like going there always bring back brings back like fond memories. I have a ton of like, you know, great times with the family spent out there. So so maybe I would say that like not that that's overly fascinating, but like from my life that was like you know every summer you would go to Panorama like that was the exciting moment. I still love going to Panorama Yarmchuk. I love crushing mulled wine on the hill. I love drinking uh, or whatever at the top at the summit up there, the peak of the mountain. I love the gondolas. I love the walkability of that place. You it was, drive there, you leave your car there, and you don't yeah. see it until you have to leave. And that's what I was going to say, too. Like, growing up, too, because it was such, like, a little mountain village. It was, like, you know, even when I was eight, nine years old, like, we would, my family would just, you know, rent the condo or whatever. And then, like, you could walk around and do your own thing, right? Like, me and my sister would just go out exploring, and there was, like, not a care in the world. Like, it's not like you could, like, go anywhere, like, get lost. You were just roaming around this little tiny village area. I got a little problem with Panorama. I love that place more than anything. It's where I spent my 40th birthday. <laughs> Jay was talking about at the summit, at like the very peak of the mountain, they have this little bar. It's the coolest place in the world. Yep. We've hung there a numerous times. They, for some reason, have no ice for your drinks, number one, for cocktails, and they only have like vodka. That's it. So all they serve is like coffee Baileys, uh, shot the Jagermeister, uh, vodka, and don't have any ice here. Like they're serving you booze at like twenty three thousand feet. Is it that hard to get? We we got kicked out of there because some celebrity was flying a helicopter to land up there to have a party up there. They what? can't fly a bag of ice up there. They can't continue. They can't. <laughs> what put celebrity? We don't know. They oh come us. on! You couldn't get them to spill. They wouldn't say. We tried. We tried. Bet you it was Timberlake. We thought Bieber. Really, uh, but like seriously, they and okay. so they, and they serve they serve this really nice like cedar this like I don't even know what the hell it was. Jared was that apple cedar or something shit like that. Are you it saying was, cider? Cedar cider. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh that's my god! Oh my god! That, that nice goes back to the great cider. That's the cliff. He's saying cedar instead of cider. When you were the one oh, calling us drunk earlier. Just a mistake, boys. Jeez, get over the here. name of the podcast, your M Chuck. Are you saying cider? Okay, they had a nice apple cider, but I cedar. personally would like to sit up there and have a nice Ryan Coke or a nice vodka, maybe with some iced tea and some lemonade in it. You know, the sun shining top of the mountain, and I'm having to choke down awful drinks that I'm that I don't want and warm beer, and it's just like, come on, man, that place has been around for like thirty years. How have they not figured out? how to have proper hospitality up at the top of the mountain. Wow, yeah. this is scathing. Yeah. yeah. What are you mad okay. about? One-star review from Chalmers. Um, you I, really I, don't like I, uh, I quite enjoy the offering. At the no. Hut. The only thing I that, that can be sometimes troublesome is that it's the, the hut itself is small. Mm. So sometimes like getting like ordering is a pain in the ass. Um, why but, are you dissing your own happy place, Chalmers? But that's poisoning why, yeah. the well. But, but it is. That's the thing. It's 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 but like part one of my favorite charm. places on earth, and I just like it has one huge knock about it, and that is that 
what they offer up there is not very good for drinking. Oh, well, that's uh, I, I'm 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 okay with the offering, and and I've learned to adapt. So I go up there and I don't order just one drink; I order two. Smart. So I have to get up once and go mm-hmm. through the ordering process, and I can really enjoy my time there. Yeah, the only thing better than one of something I don't like is two. Oh my god. So uh, okay. I had a really good transition for an ad read when you were talking about the fashion over in uh, Iceland. Oh boy, I was going to say. I was going to say. I'm ready for this ad. I'm ready. Start it out. I got my part to say. I was going to say. This is going to be great. Their fashion forward. (laughs) Here we go. Just like the folks. Let's do it. It's coming. Set me up, your M Chuck. Knock it down, one. I'm a little kid at T ball. Start the ad. Just time. I can mute you guys. Like, I can just mute you and do the whole ad read. Ah, fuck it. I'm wearing those underwear today. You're wearing your nut sacks. Right now. There we go. Twigandberries.ca. They are fashion forward. They are essentials for the modern day caveman. No judgment, no shaming, no fancy words. Just real men. Whether it's shirts, hoodies, socks, or as Wanye mentioned, their very own brand of nut sack underwear. Get it at Twigandberries.ca. And get it for 15% off when you use the promo code NATION15. Hello. Here we go. Here's my review of these underwear. They're great. Mm -hmm. First of all, they come in a cool pack, right? Like all zipped up or whatever. That's gangster, right? A package for your package? Well, I don't like the idea that underwear is on a shelf somewhere and people are pawing through it all willy-nilly prior to me buying them. I like them being in a sterile environment. Two... They look very nice. I'm not an underwear model per se, just amateur, but I think they are quite nice. And knowing that they're local, that's pretty rad. All right. Five out of five. Five out of five. I like buying buying the boxers in the boxes that I know have been taken out and looked at and funneled and then folded really poorly and put back in. Okay. Everybody's got it. We're not here to keep it. Sounds like you could use twig and berries as well, Chalmers. (laughs) There's Um, no reason at a store, a conventional store, that somebody hasn't tried on your underwear or t-shirt before you purchase them. It is genuinely a concern for me. That's fair. One of the things I love about wearing nation gear, there are many things. One of them is I know no one's worn it prior. Yeah. The shit goes into the dressing room, man. You don't know what people are like. Filthy. Gross. Yep. Um, we're, this podcast has flown by. Um, we've gotten off track plenty of times. For me, it has. I've been intrigued by the conversation. There's a stretch here. From like the 16 minute mark to like 33 minute mark, I think, where I barely said a word. I was just sitting back listening to you guys. It was great. We'll uh, bring it back on the rails for a second, and then I, I want to share a story. I want to bring it on the rails and talk a little bit about the. Is this news. what you've been mysteriously alluding to in the group? Well, I don't want to play it up as a big thing, but it was something. But you funny do. That that You're I like, like, I'm to say, maybe I have something to say. Ooh. Oh. I just I want I don't want to play it up as like a big deal like oh guys I got this like pre it's like this is something that happened to me that might be funny but anyway sure, I, I think it is funny. Uh, I want to get to this first. I know Chalmers is going to have a hot take on this. Uh, the Dominic Cahoon signing, uh, Edmonton again. Ken Holland doing the classic Ken Holland thing, going bargain bin shopping for a player who I think has some upside. Uh, Bag milk. You are connected to Nation Citizens. Uh, what's kind of been the general feel on this move? Like I don't see a reason to hate this. There's nobody that hates it. Yeah. That's that's the answer is there's just nobody that hates it. Everybody likes it. It's a low cost. It's a low cost gamble by Ken Holland again on a guy who, you know, had 12 goals in 56 games. He's going to help somewhere in the lineup. 
Is this the German chum for Leon? Yeah, yes, so exactly right. that Marvelous. connection right there makes it really, really interesting as well because if there is that sort of natural chemistry between Cahoon and Dreisaitl, I think this is a contract that could... Can you tell me about him, your M-Track, for those of us who don't know? Yeah, um, like I like we kind of just said, from Germany, so we know our German friends will be big. Or he's How not, old sorry, is he? he's from the Czech Republic, but he is German. Uh, he grew up with Leon Dreisaitl. He's 25 years old. Our, our friend Nation Dan tweeted out their stats from when they played like Bantam hockey together. And I'm going to pull them up because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, Cahoon and Drysaddle played together at the U16 program. And in their last year playing together with Mannheimer, uh, they each played 30 games. Cahoon had 69 goals and 137 assists. Oh, 69. And Drysaddle had 97 goals and 95 assists. Like these guys. Oh, 97. They combined for 400 points in, in 30 games. Like if that, they are not going to do that in the NHL. Not that you need me to tell you that. But if they can click here and the Oilers find like a top six winger for $975,000, wow. who's an RFA at the end of the year, they keep his rights yet. Uh, this was just this was an A plus contract. This well, is Uncle Ken. He's doing it, it. Allows you to move Nuge to the first line with McDavid. Yeah, that is like that is worth its weight in gold. And what I like about this contract is, and what I like about Uncle Ken is, we we went after him like six weeks ago or yeah. seven weeks ago or whatever the hell it was, and he wanted too much, so we sat back and waited. And Uncle Ken got him for the number we could afford. Yeah, and that's that makes what it I great. like. Yeah, and that's, again, a, a veteran GM like Ken Holland kind of doing what Iron he does pants. best. Iron Pants. Iron Pants Ken. Is that Uncle his Iron Pants? into his iron wool socks. Oh, nice look, his Ken. Wool iron socks, yeah. Steel wool socks. Where is he right now? Probably this cabin, eh? Masterminding? Yeah, he lives in BC, doesn't he? Isn't he like in... Um... What's the place called? God damn it. How about it? With the V? No, it starts with a V. Vernon. I think he I think he's up oh. by Vernon. That's what I want to say. Anyways, not that that's relevant at all. Uh the but- interesting thing about this one though, Tyler, before you move on, is like if we're if we're being real this was kind of on the table for a while. Because if you go into onto Reddit, somebody like I love the internet for this reason because somebody on Reddit discovered that Dominic Cahoon followed all of the Oilers social media accounts about two weeks ago. Oh, for real. (laughs) And everybody was kind of like, well, that could mean something. You're a hell of an Oilers fan. If you're picking that up. Well, and that's my point. I love the internet. So they, I was looking at the thread this morning. He unfollowed the Sabres where he played last and refollowed the Oilers. Once a Sabre, always a Sabre. But what was funny about that was that when it got out, so it got out and it was like, oh, he just followed McDavid and the Oilers. And then like an hour later, if you went and checked, he unfollowed the Oilers. So clearly it was like, oh, probably shouldn't have done that right now. Like probably should wait till things are official. And then again, yeah, now he's re-following the Oilers. It's great. Welcome to Edmonton where we notice shit like that. Imagine if he was only following them to see like, maybe that would be the first place that it broke that they were, that they had signed. I don't know. Fucking, he's like looking for news. Or something that he realized, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah. I mean, that would be a good play of that would be a good play of getting other teams maybe interested. Like, oh, the Oilers, like maybe the Oilers are interested in Cahoon after all. And then all of a sudden, other teams come out, come around, and get a little bit more of that sweet, sweet pandemic money. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Jay, let's get to uh, let's get to your story here. What's up? 
Oh, this better be fun. Here we go, good. buddy. <laughs> it was like oh, music everywhere. No. Hopefully, T-ball. Hopefully trip up like Grimstruck wants to come out hot with the intro. T-ball. All right. This is what happened. Well, hang on. Before Gay says this, <laughs> this is how this went in our group text. Tyler, every day on show day, says, 1 o'clock today, this is what I got on the agenda. Then Jay says, I might have something to talk about. Then Tyler responds with, oh, interesting. Jay says, not really, but might be entertaining. So now I'm very excited. I'm it's just very cryptic. Let's get in on this set. at 1030. The expectations are set. I literally have wondered, Jay. If it's I good, wondered. I only look good. All right, are you ready? Yeah, we're ready. Oh, God. So this goes, let's <laughs> take you back to the beginning. <laughs> Pandemic hit. <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm drinking oh, with my sorry. friends. Socially distanced after going for a nature walk in the River Valley. I hear for the three months leading up to that point, all my friends are buying Pelotons. And they're telling me and they're all t- sharing their milestones and everyone's so awesome. And going into the pandemic, I decided to join the party because I want to see how I could fare against my fellow friend in the game of Peloton. All right, stage is set. Mm-hmm. So this story is about the Peloton. So Chalmers, Chalmers, you're part of the group that owns the Peloton with us. You you noticed, uh, our, oh, geez, uh, you noticed our one friend. Uh, it doesn't yes. matter if I say his the nickname. The protagonist uh, of the Husky story. Yes, the protagonist of the Husky story put a call to action saying, hey, we should do a live ride tomorrow. 7.30 a.m. <laughs> yes. So what's happened is I joined the Peloton group and I pushed myself to kind of get to the, the higher level of the group because that was my motivation. And then, you know, been going on throughout the summer. And now one of our other friends now is late to the party, just got a Peloton. And he is now, I don't know if you're paying attention, Charles, he is crushing us. So really? he's coming late. He is now setting like crazy. He's beating all of our personal bets now. And it's very annoying. So I tried earlier last week. He posted a a 20-minute ride that he did. He posted his score or whatever, his output. I was like, holy shit. So I went home and I tried. It was only 20 minutes. And 15 minutes in, I was keeping up with him. And I just, like, I I was pushing myself so much. I, like, started dry heaving. And I had to, like, take take it down a a peg. And uh, uh, how I finished versus him, he crushed me by, like, 30 points which was insane. So we decided we're going to do a live ride. So uh, we're going to do a live ride Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. So so whatever, that's fine. So it's Friday night. uh, I get home and we're kind of conversing and whatnot, talking about the ride. And all of a sudden, my one buddy, who lives in the States, I might add, sends a photo of him because a pizza got delivered to his door with a side of matzo stick. (laughs) So there's the three of us in our ride. So our one buddy sent him a giant pizza and some masa sticks to crush the night before the ride. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm texting him like, oh my fucking God, that is so awesome. Like, I'll send you money for that. That's great. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So whatever, I wait. 30 minutes later, my doorbell rings. I've got a pizza at the door with, a, with, with, a, with sides. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm starving. We're going to go and get full, like have like a light, like kind of meal because all I want to focus on is like hydration for tomorrow, for tomorrow morning's rise. So pizza shows up. I'm exhausted from the week, vulnerable, starving. So I I took this thing and I ate seven slices. (laughs) 
and I ate so much and I went to bed my, and I felt so sluggish all night and I took in that. And so it, in retort, once I heard my doorbell ring, I know my friend likes two things individually as dessert. He's got the biggest sweet tooth. He likes strawberry cheesecake and ice cream cake. So I sent him a Dairy Queen strawberry cheesecake ice cream cake to his door that he got at 8 p.m. So I try to get it to him later so he could consume a bunch and have some weird like sugar hangover for the next morning. A lot but of dairy he, in there? Yeah, a lot of dairy in there, but he only ate a quarter. He didn't give in as much as I thought. So we go into our ride. So now we're in a live class, so you can see kind of how everyone's doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm keeping pace again. I get into 23 minutes of this, and I felt like shit all morning from this because I got up feeling like I just ate two pounds of cheese, which I did. And I get on the bike, and I lasted... 22 and a half minutes and I had to jump off the bike and throw up. Ooh. So this whole, like initially I thought it was such a innocent gag actually worked. Are there stakes on like this leaderboard you guys have running here? Cause like why the sabotage? Is it just bragging rights for life? Well, well yeah. it's your buddies, right? So you always want to, you know, like you, you, you always want to fuck with one another, right? You do like fantasy football, you chirp each other. You do all these other things to chirp each other. Well, now the Peloton is like the healthier mechanism of creating something to compete at to chirp each other at. So I don't, I don't know if anybody that doesn't has never tried a Peloton, but let me just give you a quick overview of this thing. They're hard as hell, and to keep up with these guys, you have to be going for thirty straight minutes. And if you've ever biked up a hill that was like thirty seconds long. You're dying by the end of it. And so to have to do that for like 20 to 30 minutes, regardless of what the ride is, it's what, it's the hardest um, output on an exercise I've ever felt. And I'm not even close to them. And so I understand how, because we had one buddy for a long time, the guy who sent all the pizzas, he was the only one that had one for like a good year. And we would see his totals. And he was like 66, 50th, of like 10,000 people. Like he dominated. He was in like the top 1%. And then another buddy got it. And he kind of gradually got close to him. And then JR got his. And JR was passing him. And then the new, the, the guy that we just said that just got one is now, you're saying that he's crushing you, JR. Like they're in the top like faction of people who are riding these things. And when you're that high and it's hard to make gains on that, you have to work your ass off and it's like really really hard and so like uh, jared you dry heave almost every time do you not uh sometimes yeah it's a lot less but i'm uh this is full-on puke eh? oh this was just mental well that's the thing the competition's back so i'm like fuck it i don't care if i'm gonna die like my mindset is i am going at this level in a world that's not ready for me and I was full with a fucking giant pepperoni pizza in me. In a world with not a lot of things to compete at anymore, I mean, I think that's pretty much what the stakes are. <laughs> you know, this is the one thing we still have that we can compete with. We don't have oh, to yeah. be around each other to do it. And it's like, you know, you got to get uh, those juices going. Of course. But I just want to highlight the move that our buddy's sending us pizza tonight. Pretty next yeah, level. That's good. Oh, <laughs> it's like that's icing. Control. That's, it, was, it was great. And then for me, if I really wanted to shove it in his face, I only would have had two slices. But I fucking caved. I, I, I took the bait. 
and I crushed almost the whole pizza. <sighs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah, that was a rough Saturday morning. And I didn't even touch a drink. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Um, but well, you got to crash a pizza, man. I yep. feel for you. Yeah, but just don't hop on a bike within like nine hours of doing that and exert yourself like I did. Plan Chalm- yourself, plan your life accordingly. Chalmers, are you getting gas? No, I just park at the gas pumps. I don't know why. You just Are you getting a Slurpee, Charlesy? Well, I'm at a shell, and they don't have the best ones. So uh, probably not. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, uh, golf. I'm excited to see what kind of snack he picks up. For oh, the he's going right oh, for, the for the Red, Red Bull. Bull. Oh, oh, he's just playing. Take the third back. No, thank you. Don't, don't tell Aaron Chalmers that Chris Chalmers is having a Red Bull. I didn't get one. Are you walking to the bathroom at the shell? Don't you can hang up if you're doing. You can't that. get this kind of live action on the '96 Best Podcast. No, I was literally going to buy a drink, but you guys are making me talk. I thought I could just put it on mute. And there's people in there. I don't want to be talking around there. So you do the sketchiest thing to do. The sketchiest thing you can do at a convenience store is walk in, open a couple fridge doors, and then walk right back out. <laughs> when you go, when you go into as many convenience stores as I do. That kind of stuff doesn't phase a guy like me anymore. Fair enough. Um, but Dave, like the interesting thing about this, though, for me, Chalmers, is that you're worried about consuming chocolate bars, but you are going in for, I assume, some kind of sugary drink in there. Yeah, I don't know what I want. I went to look at the Slurpees, and they're not good. They have half the machines working. It's a mess. So I don't know what to do now. <laughs> okay, before we wrap up the podcast, and we only got like five more minutes, I wanted to uh, I want to talk about the Big Brother finale because we didn't get to it last week. Uh, Cody wins 9 nothing. It's rather anticlimactic because he beasted his way through the final competition against Nicole as well. Um, the only funny part, and I funny maybe isn't the right word, but Nicole was so surprised that he didn't take her. Like, that to me was like, how I know when you're in the house, like, you know, your mind gets a little bit thrown around a bit and your perception of things is different than us watching at home. But, like, how could you not sit there and be like, you know what? I doubt Cody wants to take a former winner. He probably wants to take the guy who he kind of carried through most of the season. Yeah, that was... The that annoying was part funny. is they had... People had plenty of opportunity. Like, And I've been saying it for three, four weeks now. Yeah. People had the opportunity to bump Cody or try and at least take a swing for weeks. And he just managed to beast his way through everything. And it didn't bother anyone until they ended up in the jury house. Well, it just felt like everyone would always be like, man, Cody is playing a great game right now, but they just liked him so much. And they were like, oh, well, he's probably on my side. Like he's a weapon for me, not a weapon against me. And throughout the game, everyone, it just felt like it was focused on making it to kind of like the final three, final four. And not enough people were focused on actually winning the game. Whereas yeah. Cody was able to just like, he, it was a perfect season by him. He beasted his way through it. Played a nearly perfect social game. The only person he didn't get along with was Kevin. Like, he beasted that season. And for an all-star season, I, th- I think it kind of, you know, cements him as one of the best Big Brother players ever because that was just dominant. I agree. It was yeah. his game it's to lose. So, boring. to me, the most entertaining. It's so boring. It was incredibly boring. It was awesome. But the most entertaining part of finale night was Enzo pacing around the room as he was doing his final oh. speech yeah. that just made no sense. Like, it was it was. It was planned out his head, but it did not work one bit. I think, no, I think the not. yo count was oh, like 130. Oh, yeah. 
Do you know why I think Cody is the best big brother player to ever play the game? Not only did he win it, ever play. And I'll tell you why. Because not only did he win 9 nothing against Enzo, and it it was what we all thought it was like, was what I thought it was going to be. But he now is the only person in Big Brother history to ever have won the final two and been the one that gets to decide who they're going to take. In the first one, he took his ride or die, the person he had been loyal to. If there's anything that you can say about that, it's that you can fault him for being loyal. But he knew if he took Victoria, he was going to win. But if he took Derek, it was going to be 50-50, and Derek won. But he made the right choice in that, even, even in losing. Now, in this exact same one, he had the exact same decision. I believe that he had a better chance of winning against Enzo, but I, 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 I think he had less of a chance winning against Enzo than he did winning against Nicole. And he chose loyalty again and twice. He got to go to the final two, pick who he was going to sit up against. That has never happened. And like, if that's controlling your own destiny, like, uh, I, like I, if it's not, I don't know what is. And that, to me, is why he's literally the best ever. And to do it without sitting on the block once. Yeah. Well, we get it, Chalmers. You're in love with Cody. I am. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Cody, like... Dr. Whale is a far Cody superior player. I don't Cody know. is good. He's just frightful like, looking. Cody is good. I, yeah, he is I will give you that. He got to the final two twice. He he was in the position both times to pick his, his dance partner. You're right. He should have took Victoria that one year, but he stuck with his ride or die. He knew he had a better chance with Enzo versus Nicole. He said he wasn't going to make that same mistake twice. But there was no drama. Like The, the, so the greats are the ones that are fucked and back and have no chance of surviving, but somehow squeak through that week, like like Dan's funeral yeah. or like evil Dick for, for like, you know, if, if he would have played the way he plays that, like now probably wouldn't pass. But like that guy was on everyone's target week after week after week. And he would do things to skirt that and, 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 and create circumstances to flip, the attention of other people like those to me are the, like those are the types of players I kind of like because that means this, the, the, the season had drama like for Cody to win that was boring like yeah he was a confies he won I got the thing he won a bunch his social game was good the fact no one would kind of pull their head back and be like whoa actually we should start you know acknowledging him as like the target and being the ultimate threat because no one can beat him in the in, in a final two situation but like it's just the, the the season was boring, and he's the winner of a boring season. So that to me has like a negative, like look on it. But yeah, he he is a good but player. It's not he's him like, that I made it boring. You're looking at it like you're looking at it on a whole when you're not just. He played the game that was presented to him. He of didn't course. make the show. I know. He didn't make I, the show boring. I'm not the fact saying that I'm nobody right. wanted to have confrontation is not his fault. I'm not saying know? I'm right. I'm just saying. I personally like the players that have their back in the corner or rise from the ashes because their 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 fate is sealed as if they're going out of the house and somehow they stay and stay enough along the ride to win. That um, like circuses of people who don't know yeah, how to play the game and there's so much drama and they never yeah. make all stars. Like that's you're the not, part. You're not this, wrong, Chalmers. That's the part of this season that like it was so disappointing that David was one of the most entertaining parts of oh, the season. Yeah. He had no chance of winning, but. When he left, it was kind of like I was the sad because at least, cream. yeah, because he, I mean, like at least he was a wild card. He'd do weird shit all the time, and like at least it was fun to watch. 
I would say like a guy like Paul is arguably deserves to be in a conversation of one of the better players. He made back to back final twos. And I would argue he probably should have won both of those. But I just think that Cody had such an easy way through this year. For an All-Stars cast, they did not play like All-Stars. Well, and no. I think that's just, we've all touched on it now. It, it makes me, watching this season makes me more excited for, you know, Big Brother Canada and the next Big Brother USA because, you know, no more returning players. Like, let's just shelve that for a couple of years here. Like, I get the novelty of it. It's fun. But let's get some mayhem going. Let's get some vintage Big Brother. Because I think you talked about Evil Dick and compared him to Cody. To me, that's like comparing Gordie Howe and Connor McDavid kind of, right? Like, Gordie Howe, rough elbows, all that stuff. That's the way he played back in the day. Well, it's totally like him and Connor McDavid, both great players, but did it just a totally different way and are sort of products of the environment, right? Evil Dick could do that shit in past seasons because that stuff was allowed and the game was totally different. It's almost like Big Brother has evolved and especially in an all-star season where everyone is so good and so hyper aware of how the game is played that you can't just like be an asshole and win like, you need to be super conscious of, like, you know, everyone's feelings and shit. It's the game well, like, softened a bit. I don't want to watch good tactical Big Brother play. I want to watch either. a circus. Yeah, which some people say that about hockey too, right? Like, sometimes you don't want to watch the perfect hockey team play. It's why I said this on a past episode of the podcast. It's why, like, the World Juniors are so exciting because it's going to be 6-5. It's going to be mayhem. There's mistakes everywhere. Like, that's what makes it fun. I think it's the same for Big Brother. People fucking up, people making mistakes, people getting in over their heads. That makes it fun. I did like, again, though, I did, to, to be fair, I did like watch, I did like watching Enzo's meltdown after he, uh, he lost out in the that? final Jesus. HOH, where he just starts storming around. Like, I'm gone, man. I'm gone, man. You two, you go. I'm out. Final three, whatever, man. And like, he just says the best. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I thought that right there might have sealed his fate, or he should have almost played that up as like a game move. Like, yeah, I wanted to bring as much pity on myself so one of them would take me, kind of thing. But he didn't. That was a that was a very meltdown. unmemorable season of Big Brother. Yeah, yep. that's fair. It was I I'm I was waiting for it to end. So, like that's not a great season of Big Brother when you're just riding it out to see. The wow, movie. but no. I felt, though, like I watched the recording of it and I watched like the last three and then that one. So I spent a good chunk of time. And normally Big Brother segues you beautifully into the hockey season. Yeah. yeah. And now, nada. Nothing going on. Got the Masters coming up, though. And still football. But other than that, the, sports our- calendar, every- the Masters yeah, is coming up. Our- how are we doing our pick on this year? Uh, this okay, well, Bill, quick- let me down. Yeah, I don't think we had a very good run in our pick Um I was right. Oh, yeah. Can you go back and tell me more? You're in fact, they're playing the Masters. Yeah, they're the Masters in is in like ten days. I think it starts uh, not this weekend, but next Thursday. The tradition of it all has been besmirched. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's weird. It's odd timing. I'll still get into it, but it doesn't feel the same. Uh, our NFL pick 'em this week. Uh, Beg milk. You still got Tampa minus twelve and a half going tonight, but the Bills let down Jay. The Packers let me down. Seahawks uh, Chalmers, you nailed that. Our friend Scott Hastings, he had Atlanta plus two and a half on Thursday night, or nailed it. L.A. Denver, he had the over, he nailed it. And uh, Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half, he is tonight as well. So uh, we'll get to that more on Thursday when we're joined by our gambling expert, Scott Hastings. Um, but for until then, I, I think that's going to do it for another podcast. This was uh, this podcast here was kind of peak real life. There was a lot of now, nonsense. Now, hold on. Before, before no you structure. close it out, Jay, 
I had a cheddar like chip dip and a bag of chips sitting in front of me this entire time. <laughs> and I didn't need it. You know why? Because you We're can't straight. tell me how I live. I live how I live. You live how you live. I'm going to be ready to eat this cheese when I'm done. Now, crush all of that and then go for a run in like two hours. <laughs> and see how you feel. I can't wait. <laughs> Cheerio, kids. All right, that's going to do it. Episode 227 of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Twig and Berries. Use the promo code NATION15 at checkout. You save 15%, whether it's for you or the special man in your life. Twigandberries.ca, good local company. And our friends at Oodle Noodle, 10% of all in-store proceeds go towards a local charity. Have a good week. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Episode 227 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.